We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I almost expected to hear the it's Howard Simon and Jeremy White uh, on on that bump there. Very much like a morning show song. It was one of Brayton's favorites to put the opens to. But this is Sports Talk Saturday. Obviously, this is the weekend because they wouldn't have me, Derek Kramer, at the mic for anything like important like a weekday. No, they want to have the have the chaos and the fun times really happen on the weekends. That's what we're all about here. Derek Kramer, Zach Jones, we're hanging out with you for another couple hours. Thanks for kicking it with us as always here on WGR. Now, though, you know there. I don't know. Was there something that happened uh, yesterday? I mean, there was some plenty. There was plenty of good things there in the update. I must have missed one of them though. I don't know what it was, but uh, you know, the Red Sox got embarrassed, twenty-eight to five. That was that's still preposterous to me. Uh, Bill's training camp starts tomorrow. You got Nate and Joe for a sports talk Sunday, which it's always fun to throw one of those out there. But now on the Wester hotline, it is the man of noted hockey, the maintenance day podcast with Lance Lysowski. It is the noted jerk, Joe Yurden. Joe, what's going on, buddy? Hey, Derek. Uh, nice to be talking to you again. That's, uh, I don't know. I thought I heard it in the update. I guess there was some kind of big trade in the NHL last night. I don't. I don't. I, Maybe details seem fuzzy to me. Details are a little fuzzy. Something about uh, one of the Sabers Atlantic Division foes. I don't know. Something like that. But yes, uh, obviously the uh, Matthew Kachuk trade sending some big waves. And Joe, let's just start with the big news there. Obviously, we'll get to more Sabers and everything else of the sorts. But Joe. What were your initial thoughts on uh, the cost of the trade, the extension that was signed for for Kachuk and Panthers, and your overall thoughts on that deal? The uh, the, the biggest takeaway for me when I when I saw the deal uh, was that I was very surprised that it was Huberto going going to Calgary uh, the other way. Now, I obviously if you're acquiring somebody like Matthew Kachuk, big pieces have to be involved. Uh, I just don't think we we've seen a big you know hockey trade you know, capital H, capital T, hockey trade like this in a while where it involves, you know, two guys that have, that scored over 100 points last season, two guys that were, you know, in the MVP talk and, you know, and a you know very good defenseman and, you know, first-round pick and all, and all this stuff. And I don't know, man, It's it, it's been a while since we had a great trade like that in the NHL where it's, like, juicy and there's there's some heft to it and there's some big – you know uh, consequences out of it because you know the the Panthers were a were a President's Trophy winning team last year 
And obviously they want to get back and, you know, they, they want to improve and, Boy, boy, this is a heck of a way to change to change up the the uh, the makeup of of how your team's going to play by by acquiring Matthew Kachuk and and sending a, a guy who was an MVP level scorer last year, you know, out of town. Like that's crazy. Yeah, and not to mention, it, it's another thing that we went over this a lot in in the beginning of the show too. That you send a guy you'd mentioned an MVP candidate, a guy that was over a hundred points going back the other way in Jonathan Huberdeau, and with him and Uyghur and a prospect in a first-round pick going the other way, it of course you want to look at it and relate to it to the Sabres because a lot of people were talking about it during the week. Zach was one of the biggest champions of let's go get him. Uh, and, of course, with the price being this high, I don't know if I'm saying that um, good for Calgary or, um, or if the Florida Panthers paid too much, but I'm also kind of happy that the Sabres didn't end up paying that much either. Yeah, and I know the perspective in Buffalo is like, geez, it'd be nice to be involved in trade like that. But the Sabres aren't – they're not at that point yet with, with what they're doing. You know, this is, they're not in a spot where if they go out and acquire a Matthew Kachuk that they're – you know, they immediately become a Stanley Cup contender. Like, that's not a move you – that's not a move you make if you're, if you're thinking, okay, this will get us into the playoffs. Like <laughs> – Okay, maybe like you know Matthew. You throw Matthew Kachuk in with the with the current Sabres lineup, and you know, you know, never mind who you'd be sending away in a trade like that. But you know, just on paper, you add him to that lineup, and you're thinking like, wow, that's that's really good. You know, they did. You know, that's it's a really dynamic lineup. That's fun. But uh, you know, the futures and the current players you'd be giving up. I don't know. That that's not a spot where the Sabres are, are in a comfortable position yet. Uh, I know everybody's high on on the prospect pool right now, which they should be. Uh, you know, th- this past draft certainly was was an excellent one, I think, for Buffalo. But um, but the Sabers, they're not in that discussion yet. Like that's that you know we've seen the moves that that Kevin Adams made this summer, and you know he addressed goaltending, but you know there's some questions there still. You know he adds a defenseman, which is good. Uh, you know they you know they haven't really messed with the prospect pool at all, and you know they basically brought most of the team back from last season. So you know. I, expectations have to be tempered. They should be still. They should still do pretty well. But you know, getting involved in a trade like this—that's that's not the point this team's in yet. It, you know, if Tim Murray was still the GM, then maybe they're in that discussion. Maybe maybe that's something that happens then. But uh, but they're not. At, but like that's not the level that the Sabers are at right now. The second time this week, I gotta say this to you, Joe. Why you gotta say words like that? <laughs> <laughs> Man, at least this one's not. Well, I guess this is this is less fun than than jerseys, but you know it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you know it's only that in this situation we would have seen like Paterka Quinn two first going the other way. You know, but yeah, you know, no yeah, worries. Yeah, like, but that's but that's the thing. Well, think about it though. It'd be like Paterka Quinn, and then I don't know who who from you know who of the established NHL players on the main roster is is the guy going the other way. And if you're, you know, if you're Florida or excuse me, if you're Calgary, how are you not asking for Alex Tuck? How are you not asking for um, probably Tage? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Tage, Tage is probably the guy you ask for, Um, you know, probably both. I think why not? Why not both of those guys? Kachuk was a top five, you know, top 10 player in the league last year. So, so yeah. So, I mean, consider that cost and yeah, Sabres, Sabres, they were very right to not be involved in that. Joe Yurden on the uh, Western Hotline here with us on Sports Talk Saturday. Joe, of course, with that trade, it was in division, and it's just going to be the tale of how this offseason has gone. 
the Sabres have had themselves a nice little offseason, a nice little free agency, and then you see the arms race that has been the Atlantic. You've seen, of course, what happened last night with the Panthers. You see the Red Wings stocking up. The Ottawa Senators have been making nice moves, and when Pierre Dorian fools a GM, you're kind of upset. Uh, however, how does the Sabres offseason look to you? Because you did make mention already that we do have to temper some expectations. And how is this offseason looking for you for what looks like is going according to plan? Well, I think that's the, that's the key thing to, to think about here is that this is going according to, to, to what they want to do, like how they want to do things. Um, it would have been it would have been very easy to to kind of fall in love with what you did last year, uh, you know, the last couple months of the season, and say, hey, okay, this is the step we've taken the step. Let's let's address this and like let's let's make some bold moves this off season and and really get at it. You know, like you know, if we're a big goalie away from becoming you know uh, not just a playoff team but like a you know a strong contender, then, hey, let's go do that. You know, that that's you know that that's that that's pushing that, that's pushing things a little much, especially because you know. You know the competition you're gonna ha- you're gonna ask you know Quinn and Paterka to be in to get into the lineup, which I know everybody's kind of sc- will scoff at that, but you know that's why that's why you bring back Heinestrosa. That's why you, you 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 basically bring everybody else back. This is what they want. They want to do it the right way. You know they've tried to do it the other ways in the past. You know that you know they tanked out. Okay, that you know that sort of addressed things. Uh, you know, they, Murray tries to step up, step on the gas for the rebuild, you know, trade for O'Reilly, trade for, trade for Kane and Bogosian, trade for Leonard and say, you know, listen, I don't want to wait. I'm, we're going to push it. Um, that didn't work. So, you know, Jason Bottrell was, you know, kind of caught in between there trying to clean up what Murray was trying to do and what he wanted to do. So that, you know, that was, that's, that's a true rock and a hard place kind of thing. But, uh, but, but now they're doing it the slow this, it's not the easy way because it's been, it's been very tough for Kevin Adams, but like the slow methodical way of, of trying to get back to it. And, you know, you know, when you, when you think about the Sabres off season, keep that in mind because, you know, I, I know everybody's sick of not making the playoffs. It's been 11 years. I, I get it. <laughs> I understand. But um, given everything that's happened over that, those 11 years, you can't, you can't over, you can't just, you can't just be that bold right away and say, you know, forget it. We're, we're just going to do this. Um, they, you know, they've done that before. They can't do it. They can't get caught doing that again because if they're wrong, everybody's losing their job again. And then you're starting back from, from square one. So, you know, I, I know it's upsetting to see Detroit and, and Ottawa take these kinds of steps to see, you know, Florida make a big change that, you know, maybe improves them, maybe gets them deeper in the playoffs. You know, Tampa's still great. You know, they lose in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, you're hoping Boston is weak now, but uh, who knows? Toronto's still great. So, you know, it, it looks tough. It looks hard. You know, Montreal gets, you know, Slavkowski in the draft. So, I, I know, it looks hard. It's, it's the toughest division, the toughest division in hockey right now, as far as I'm concerned. I know the Metropolitan's up there, but it, it's hard. But you got to do it the right way. You know, like it, considering that kind of competition, trying to get into that kind of arms race, man, you're going to be in trouble. Joe Yurden uh, on the Western Hotline. Joe, the Sabres, though, with some of these moves in particular, it looks like there were a lot of them that were very favorable. I mean, there was a lot of love for the Eric Comrie signing, Ilya Labushkin, Victor Olsson, a nice little two-year deal, so it doesn't really necessarily mess up the uh, the transition period for this team going forward after a couple of years. How do you think uh, all these signings really looked for this team at – 
in the individual basis with Comrie, Labushkin, the re-signing of Olofsson? Uh, I, I like the the Olofsson re-signing. I think yeah, I think that it's just a very sensible deal. You know, two years, nine million, four and a half, four and a half million a year. I get it. Um, when it comes down to it, it might end up being a, a kind of a bargain because I think of you know I think of, think of the troubles he had last year with the wrist injury and how quiet his goal scoring was for I, I don't know was it a month two months maybe pretty good chunk of the season right in the mid, middle of the season he could have been very easily a thirty goal guy last year you know in my opinion like that his we know how good his shot is you know what kind of player he is he improved through having those struggles he improved a little bit at five on five and helping you know helping develop the rest of his offensive game so uh it's a sensible deal i get why they didn't go long term because again you do have a lot of guys on the way up so uh you know i i know victor loves it in buffalo and i know that's a big big key for kevin adams you know you got to want to be here uh victor certainly wants to be here so i hope that i hope that that's a stage for him to be able to stay for a long term for long term so you know that would be great to see uh comrie i given how bad the goaltending market was in free agency and how wrought with potential landmines it was uh i i think it was i think it was a it was a smart move to make because he's a guy that needs a chance you know he proved last year in the you know 20 game i mean not really proved but he had a great 20 games in winnipeg last season and he's never really had a chance to, to be the starter every place he's gone i mean he's bounced around on waivers a bunch you know, he, get, he gets caught behind Connor Hellebuck in, in Winnipeg. You, you're not going to get a lot of starts there anyhow. So uh, so I, I like this move. Hopefully he can build off of what he did last year and really seize the day because he could he could end up turning out to be a pretty good goalie. Um, and Ilya Labushkin, listen, it, he's the factor with him, uh, physical defenseman, you don't really have to worry about his offensive game. He's just got to settle in and, and hammer guys physically, play a strong defensive game, and – that, honestly, that's all you needed on the back on the back end there. You know, if you need him to you know to play with power, or if you're gonna you know shift things around with with Samuelson and, and Darlene, and you know kind of play with the pairings that way, he, he's a, he's an ideal guy to mix in there with with Yoki Haru, who's you know he's not a physical defenseman. He's pretty pretty good in his defensive end, but but Labushkin, his whole thing is defending. So I, I think that was a really smart signing. Joe, finally, the last thing uh, I want to start doing here is uh, bounce a little bit more back around the league. And there's some highlights from free agency that we really um, have to look at here. Obviously, the trade from last night happened. It happened. And that's part of the craziness of it. But there's a couple of them that I need to get over and, uh, and get some of your thoughts on. In particular, Vegas fighting with the cap more than Eichel missing the playoffs. Yeah, you know, that trade with Carolina is fascinating. They basically handed them Max Pacioretty and, and Dylan Coughlin, and, or Dylan Coughlin, and I'm just like, I mean, listen, it, they know what they were getting themselves into. You know, the the ownership there is very tough. They're very tough, and they're very demanding, and they, they you know, maybe getting to the Stanley Cup final in their first season was maybe the worst thing that could have happened for them because they didn't get that natural uh, expansion team you know, rough years to kind of grow and, and figure it out. Uh, they they set the standard very high from the get go. So um, that that to me is 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 really. T- I know nobody here has any sympathy for Vegas. I understand, but uh, but that's a but that's a that's a wild thing. That's a wild move to make. Just just handing out guys like that, where you know Pacioretty was a you know was a top six player for him. Coughlin, you know, Coughlin's a a guy who's on the way up, a young guy. So I you know listen I. 
you know, they, they, they're doing things in a different way than I think a lot of teams have, you know, in, in a long time. So, uh, but they're they're banking on Eichel to, to come back and be a force. They're banking on Stone to come back and, and be great again uh, after his injury. Uh, and they're, they're banking on Robin Leonard to be healthy, to be ready to go. If not, then it could be a long year for Vegas. It's, it's fascinating to watch how they operate though. It's, it's like, it's like watching a, you know, a team in another sport, you know, pick NBA and, you know, MLB, NFL, whatever you want, that has high, high expectations and a lot of money to throw around. And they haven't quite figured it out yet. So that, it's, it's, that's a fascinating team. It's almost as if, Joe, that them making that magical run in their initial season in their expansion year was almost the worst thing that could have happened to them because now ownership being so close right away, it's almost as if they constantly want to keep grasping at the straws and going for it constantly when there's other ways to be building your hockey team. Yeah, and I mean they've sacrificed a lot of a lot of their futures to 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 make some of these moves, which again is really interesting is a really interesting way to go about things because you know, you're supposed to be building up your own pipeline through through those drafts. I mean that's I mean that's the normal way. I mean if you if you do that and you luck your way into the playoffs and luck your way through getting that deep that's cool. You know, I know they had a lot, they had a big hand from other NHL GMs making bad moves, handing them really great players right up front and saying like, well, you guys can take them. You got a lot of cap space. So go crazy. Um, so I, so I mean that, that, that's one thing, but, but geez, uh, the, the competition for the entertainment dollar in Vegas is a real, is a real thing. It's a very real thing. And, and the, the golden Knights know that they have to stay involved with that because if they end up having a very bad team, here in the near future, it's tough to sell tickets to go see that. I mean, it's a cool spectacle, you know, ice in the desert, the whole thing. But, um, but we've seen that with Arizona. I mean, it's a, that's a whole different thing in Arizona. But you know, <laughs> you know, if the winds don't come, the fans don't come either. You know, we kind of know that here too. Hey, man, I, I I I don't need to take any extra pot shots at the Arizona State University Coyotes, but uh, you know, <laughs> uh, sometimes it's invited and uh, like. It's just the perfect one-timer. You just laid that pass up for me. I need to see them going to college. I am so excited to see how that how terrible that looks. Um, that's that's going to be. That, that's, <laughs> I, I want to follow. I want to. If I could go to Arizona for the year to cover them, just at games at Tempe, uh, I, I would love to see how that works out. It's, <laughs> and that's that's going to be un- unbelievable to see. For unbelievable in a lot of ways. The logistics alone are going to be fascinating to look at throughout the years and seeing how they do this, how they adjust to it. They're going to be starting off with an Islanders-esque road trip for the season. Um, it's it's wild to think that a professional hockey team is going to be playing at college. And the price points for these Coyotes games are much more expensive than college students are going to have money for. So I don't even know how well they'll sell those games out. It's yeah. all fascinating to me. Um, yeah, they're they're yeah. Uh, the college the college student is not their is not their intended uh, target target audience. Even though they are playing right you know right on the, the Arizona State campus, that is they're they're asking some of the folks who didn't want to drive to Glendale to drive a little bit shorter distance to Tempe to go see them. And you know it's a more intimate venue certainly, <laughs> um, and the tickets are more expensive obviously. But I, I don't know if if listen if it turns out to be more money for the Coyotes this way, which there's a very good possibility it would be, uh, that I think I don't think people are gonna really care. That's it's gonna be so strange to see. I'm I'm fascinated by the whole thing. But uh the other team I want to take some pot shots at is um I wrote <laughs> I wrote down on my notes who goofed up free agency the worst and why was it the Flyers? 
Man, that, it's never boring with the Flyers, right? Jeez, <laughs> um, I, I tell you, I, I, it, one of our podcasts, on, on the, one of the Maintenance Day podcasts, we, Lance, Lancelot and I were discussing which of the open, this is when you know there was like six, seven NHL coaching jobs open, which one seemed the least fun to do? And then the, the one I ran to was Philly. I said, Philly's a mess. You know they got they got a lot of problems on the fence. You know the, you know a lot of players seem to be really grumpy with you know with everybody at the end of the season, especially you know media. You know, you know we're easy targets. Let's face it. But um, you know Couturier got hurt. You know Carter Hart has been just you know thrown to the wolves. All kinds of issues there. And then you know the, and John Tortorella says, you know what? That's that's the challenge I'm looking for. Okay. All right, neat. And then they've made all these other these other bizarre moves in free agency, and I'm just like, oh, okay. I, I guess that's what we're doing. You know, I, I love I love Nick Delorier, love him. Four years is a wild contract for him. Like that is that is absolute bonkers. You know, they bring back Justin Braun, who they you know they had traded, uh, they had traded to the Rangers just you know just this past season. Uh, they bring him back on a deal, which was like, I mean, I okay. I mean, he, he played pretty well in Philly, I, I guess, but. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a, it is just a, a fascinating makeup of a team. And, you know, listen, our old pal Risto there, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to say that we were all right, that that was going to turn out the way it did, but nah, man, I'm taking the victory lap. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, take the easy win when you got it, you know, <laughs> got to take your dubs when they're there. Uh, but the other thing is like, you got such a defensively stout coach in John Tortorella. And then you have, one of the worst defensive defensemen when it comes to Ristolainen, like in his own zone, he's a mess. And then you went ahead and go and grab another one in Tony D'Angelo and give him an extension. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, we, if, you know, if folks out there don't know about D'Angelo, have fun looking him up on the internet because that's, you know, it's, it's a lot. Um, his offensive game is tremendous. He's, he's an absolutely fantastic, you know, scorer, point scorer, power play guy super but the last couple of times i've seen him play in the playoffs man oh man i've never seen a guy get his doors blown off so much it's it's wild now i mean if he could ever fix that you know the defensive side of his game it'd be pretty solid i mean that'd be a pretty solid pickup but it's you know it's you know it's the it's the poor defensive play it's everything on the side you know outside off the rink that you know is it makes it, it makes him a lightning rod um and the fact that you know i mean torts is going to be coaching him so you know if there's any if there's if let's put it this way if tony d'angelo tries to pull any of the stuff that he did with the rangers you know you know ripping on georgiev you know talking crap to his teammates he ain't gonna last i tell you that much he ain't gonna last very long under torts or torts is gonna torts is gonna have to really set his set him straight because man oh man that that has that has a lot of potential to be to have a lot of fireworks to it joe i wish i had more time for you because I would love to be able to pick your brain on everything else here. But the good news is there is a place to hear you. Uh, so let them know. Yeah, no, the, the good folks can find us uh, on whatever your favorite podcast platform is. It's called Maintenance Day Podcast. Well, it's just Maintenance Day. You can shorten it up. It's fine. Uh, but it's myself, Lance Lasowski, every week talking Saber stuff. Uh, I have a funny feeling we have a trade to talk about uh for this week's episode uh we'll, we'll be recapping some of the stuff that with that uh that happened at development uh development camp for the sabers oh my I know god we didn't did, even you know, go like a, yeah i know right <laughs> see, see all the more reason to listen to maintenance day uh every monday new episode so uh so yeah check us out we're fun you know what 
Zach's going to look. I'm staring Zach right in the eyes here because you brought up prospects camp. I am going to pull a Geary. We are keeping you on longer here for this. You're, <laughs> give me your quick hits on how everything looked with prospect camp and just how disgustingly different it is with when you see elite prospects like like a Jack Quinn or a Matias Samuelson. They, they look like they just shouldn't be there. Oh, oh they, I mean, they don't belong there. <laughs> Let's be real. They don't. They don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all. That's all part of what what Kevin Adams is trying to build with with you know with the team and with the with the franchise here. Uh, now I'm sure, I'm I'm almost positive that having Owen Power there meant having him get into Eric Portillo's ear to say like, hey man, you know, just you know maybe sign. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, maybe once you're done this year, just come back and meet. You know, meet me here and meet me here in April. Like, it'll be fun. We'll we'll have a good time. Um, but like, but that's you know that we've seen that kind of happen before. I mean, I think Victor Olsson went to like four or five development camps. You know, he, uh, he his last one was Darlene's rookie year, and it was because they played together the year before in Sweden. So you know, I you know I get it. I understand. It's a good thing to kind of to, to set the tone, though. They didn't need to be there. They didn't. They certainly didn't need to be participating. They played enough hockey. Uh, but to, to kind of to get some of these to get a lot of these new guys. And remember, the first dev camp they've had in years, you know, since uh, since mm-hmm. COVID popped up. First one since what, 2019. So uh, it's good to get, you know, these guys who have come up through that, uh, give them a, an experience of doing this. You know, for some of these guys, it might have been their, their one chance to do it. Uh, but also to be to be the, you know, the, 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 the go to guys for for all these young guys coming through that that are new to this. So. No, I think it's a smart move. Certainly didn't need to see him play. Didn't need to have him do all that stuff, but uh, but still pretty cool. Joe, um, of course, give the good people what they need to know. If they're not already, if you're not already following Joe Yurden, you're the jerk. But uh, let the people know where to find your stuff. Oh, you can you can find uh, you can find my, some of my written work at Noted Hockey uh, Substack. Uh, you can find me on the internet. Certainly very easy on Twitter uh, at Joe Yurden J O E Y E R D O N and uh, on your favorite podcast platform with maintenance today. Yeah. Come find me. I'm there. Come find him. He's always good to talk to. Uh, hope the shoulder's feeling better, but good buddy. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we're doing good, man. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course. It's always good to talk to you, man. That's Joe Yurden noted hockey maintenance day podcast. And on Twitter, the noted jerk himself. But if you're not following him, you're doing it wrong. You're the jerk. Uh, that's just how it is. And yes, I don't care that I went over the break. Everyone else does it here. Uh, Sash is like, yep, I work the morning show. I know what it's about. <laughs> so 1230 is the actual break time. Not yeah, 24. yeah. I, I'm actually going to break early by these standards. Look at me being the model citizen of this group. Me, of all people, the model citizen. Who would have think it? Uh, <laughs> but... We're going to be back heavy into football now. I mean, I got most of my hockey out of my system. The one thing I didn't get to is I'm terrified of the Pat Kane Buffalo to Buffalo thing. Like, people need to stop suggesting that. I hate it. Don't do it. Um, Don't mention it. Just don't. Get it out of my head because I don't want to see it with my eyeballs. It it gives me a headache. I don't want to do this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to deal with these things. You want to know what it reminds me of? But, it, like, of course, the talent level is nowhere near the same. It reminds me of the, the Bills should draft Chad Kelly takes that I had to deal with in 2016. That was just obnoxious. That was obnoxious. I never want to deal with that again. And now here we are. Like, every, it's the same kind of people saying it. 
Same kind of people saying it. Don't do it. Don't. It's okay. Coyotes fans are never going to see Austin Matthews put on an Arizona sweater. They're not. They've probably accepted it. Why can't we? It's okay. You don't need it. Yeah, he's a point scorer. Yeah, on the power play. That's what he is at this point. He's going to command a lot of money. You're going to need that money for your young guys. You don't need them. Would it be great? Yeah, sure. But it looks like the funny thing about it with Jason Botchel's tenure was the buzzword. And here we go. I'm going full Howard here on this one now. It's 1230. I don't care. Uh, I'm going now. Jason Botchel's buzzword was development. Development, development, development. Everything like that is going to be important imperative to this team. But Kevin Adams is the one that's really practicing it. He's the one really practicing it. You want to sign a guy that is an empty calorie scorer and a power play guy who's going to command line one ice time? Are you taking Alex Tuck off that top line? I don't know if I want to. I feel like he's the perfect kind of player to pair with Tage Thompson. And not to mention it messes with the flow of your prospects, the development of your prospects, how they will transition from being middle six guys to being top six forwards to being a top line winger. It messes with the plan. And Joe Yurden just said it. They are doing everything that they want to do it their way. This would be not meshing with that idea. They're building this through patience and more importantly, through the proper development of their players. We, built, we brought up the comparison that Joe DiBiase said that they're building it almost like the Hurricanes. And the Hurricanes you needed a long, drawn-out process with the development of their prospects. Saying you want to get Pat Kane just because of the fact that he was born here and he lived here and he grew up here, that doesn't mean anything. Not to mention you have to get the player's opinion on it, which is maybe he doesn't want to sign here. Maybe he wants one last run at a cup, and the Sabres are not there yet. Stop it. Bad. If I had a newspaper, I'd swat you in the head. Bad. No. 803-0550. We go football hard and heavy. Greg Thompson at 130. Zach and I, we're here for you. The buzzing question of the day. Does anything that the Bills season do here? Matter until January. Why don't we find out? Talk me out of that. Derek Kramer, Zach Jones, this is Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. 
And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mark Schofield was on yesterday. (laughs) Still a good song. (laughs) Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Zach Jones, we're hanging out with you here on WGR. Don't forget, there's a special edition Sports Talk Sunday tomorrow, live from Bill's Camp in Rochester, as Nate Geary and Joe DiBiase are on the airwaves with you. So join them tomorrow as they get the first glimpse of Bill's training camp as it gets into full go, full tilt. Let's go. Let's do this. Rookies reported earlier this week, and now it begins. Like, we're here. We've made it. The football season has begun once again. And unfortunately, the last time we saw this team, it was one of the greatest gains and one of the saddest endings because someone has to lose. But the Bills are back, and we get to see them as a national favorite, which is still awesome weird to say. It's still something I have to personally get used to. But it also makes me think that in the end, there's only one thing I need to care about. And they are going to make the playoffs. They're one of the deepest rosters in the league. They're one of the best rosters in the league. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So that's why I had that question of, does anything ultimately matter until January? And that's where I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm there. I think we do need to worry about some stuff. And it's, it's not a ton. It's not like, you know, the major stuff like, is Josh Allen actually a good quarterback like we dealt with? Yeah, that was last you know, year. You know, previous years. Was 2020 an anomaly? Nope. Yeah, nope. Like, we figured out Resoundingly, no. There's not, like, any major, major camp battles of, like, oh, this guy's going to be, like, a huge contributor now that he's made the team. Like, there's nothing along those lines. It's a lot of smaller, more minute details. But I kind of enjoy that a little bit more because camp battles, there's always like that level of stress. Like if you have a quarterback camp battle, you essentially oh. are telling yourselves, we don't have a quarterback, but let's see who's going to be out there week one. Like if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. I remember how much I was into and in taking notes of the Tyrod, um, Castle, EJ quarterback battle. What a time, right? What a time to be alive. And then that was followed up with, well, Nathan the, Peterman versus Josh Allen Peterman versus A.J. McCarron. Air, the Peterman-Allen-A.J. McCarron battle. But at least there's like a rookie on like that team where it's like, okay, ultimately Peterman and McCarron might I, start to I almost know, said one, the words. The guy. I almost said the words good times, but uh, we know that's not true. Absolutely good times. Absolutely good times. <laughs> I look back fondly at five interceptions. I do not. I, oh. Oh, I was the idiot that said on this very microphone that I'm sitting on. Oh, they're going to be fine. Oh, well, they were. God. They made the playoffs. I, it was just like a not great Sunday. I lost a bet because of that. Well, that's on you. That's not on me. That's on you. 
Because I was the one that said if Nathan Peterman starts any games for the Bills this year and they make the playoffs, uh, my buddy could kick me in the stuff. Uh, yeah, that's super on you. And guess what? I got kicked. I, what I love about that bet is you said make the playoffs. So, like, in the middle of the drought, without really any, like, idea that they were going to make the playoffs that year, and I'm like, Nathan you Peterman's went not with it. I'm like, and I'm like, Nathan Peterman's not seeing the field this year. Tyrod's good enough. Preseason hero, man. Yeah. You got to believe in the preseason hero. Yeah, and uh, and a swift kick. That That's what that got When me. was the last time we have genuinely been rewarded with a preseason hero? Now that we're going into training camp and, and preseason games. When was the last time we've been rewarded with a preseason Christian hero? Wade. When did he see the field? Fourth quarter. I don't. Did he ever actually start like a regular season game? Because I don't know if he ever no. got over. Yeah. He's never played in one. So not that's not a reward. Nathan Peterman was dynamite in the preseason. That was painful. No, but you're saying preseason heroes, and I'm thinking of a guy like Christian. Wade. Oh yeah, no, like that, like that's. But that's what I'm thinking of is Duke like, Williams. Buddy, I've worked those phone yeah. lights. Don't tell me about preseason yeah. heroes. I know all of them. But I'm like trying to. Like, when was like the last time one hit? Because we like, get was bombarded with awesome. the calls. Duke Williams had one great catch against Tennessee for a touchdown. And then but one... in, in the playoff game, we all realized, oh, we need a wide receiver. Yep. Christian Wade never saw the field in the regular season. Yep. Nathan Peterman was a painful um, experience, to say the least. It was definitely an experience. That we had to deal with three different times. Was there ever one on the defense, I'm trying to think? I don't think so. I think it's all like offensive playmakers. generally guys. offensive guys. Yeah. yeah. Could Tavon Austin be this year's camp uh, hero? No. You don't think so? No. You think he makes the team? I don't know. Because he's he's in one of the camp battles that we're going into this year. Yes. With and, the wide receivers. And that's somewhere to start. Because Tavon Austin is a, is a guy who's a solid return man. He is a slot guy. And everything that I just said is Isaiah McKenzie. Yep. The difference was is Tavon Austin was a first-round pick that the Bills fleeced the Rams to trade up yes, for. Yes, they did. But... Austin, but then they went ahead and picked EJ. Thanks, guys. Well, they did make up for that. Well, you know, it was a bad quarterback draft. (laughs) Actually, historically bad. But Tavon Austin, you know, by every Bills beat reporter, you know, their notes and what they talked about post minicamp was Tavon Austin was awesome. He looked like a legit wide receiver out there. And you wonder just because of how many times McKenzie has been pulled from those punt return, kick return roles, if Tavon Austin comes in as sort of that guy. But then. You realize, you know, they drafted Khalil Shakir, and he did that a lot at Boise State. And while he doesn't have, like, the pop speed of an Austin or McKenzie, he's sort of like an an upgraded version of the sure thing that Micah Hyde was. Right. You know, whenever there was a bad weather game, who was there to get the punts and kickoffs? Who had the hands to do it? It was Micah Hyde. It was Micah Hyde. So I I, It was to catch and secure the ball. It was not to get a return. Where Khalil Shakir's a bit of an upgrade there, where it's like, secure the ball, but also, oh, he got 20 yards. Go do your thing, too. Yeah. So I wonder where that's going to go. I think... They're in a they're in an awkward position at wide receiver. As much as I like the room, there was a reason why I was banging the drum to draft a wide receiver early because there there wasn't a clear cut guy to be your third outside wide receiver. We have a ton of slot guys in McKenzie, in Tavon Austin, of course in Jamison Crowder, and then you also drafted James Cook. And even before that, they were going to try to sign J.D. McKissick out of Washington, and who then, is who are both the receiving backs. They're guys and, that play and out he the just slot. decided, nah, I'm going to stay in. Well, you know, we all make bad decisions here and there. But James Cook, I actually like a lot better. I love how teams are just catching strays from us here today. It's all right. It is what it is. Everyone, nobody's safe. It is what it is. But Cook now kind of enters that that realm as well of somebody that is going to be potentially a safety blanket type target. We saw a lot of it at the end of last season with Devin Singletary. When the line started blocking better, they also introduced the passes to the running back game again. And Singletary really did flourish in that role. But James Cook is just a better 
player in that. I mean, coming out of the draft and even now, he's a receiver that just calls himself a running back. Like during camp, I think James Cook is going to really have to develop running back skills for to be an NFL running back rather than a receiver because mm-hmm. that's what he kind of is right now. He's going to be a receiver in the backfield. So who's going to fill that third wide receiver spot? Is it going to be Tavon Austin? Most of his career has been a hardcore gadget guy. Very much should not have been a first-round pick, was electric in college, but just has not translated to the NFL. Or is it a guy like Khalil Shakir, who, while he did a lot of his work in the slot at Boise State... He did also play the X a decent amount. He did. And a lot of the time he played in the slot from just watching film after we drafted him, it was mainly to to get him the ball. They did not have a great quarterback Mm -hmm. at Boise State, and it was someone... They knew they had an NFL talent in their receiving Yeah, and they're like, we have to get him the ball as much as humanly possible. What's the easiest way to do that? Have his routes be within five yards of the line of scrimmage, ten yards of the line of scrimmage. Let him be the the yak guy, yeah. Yep, and that's what he was. And that's a big thing, too. They've really improved their yak guys on this roster. Diggs and Davis, maybe it's them, maybe it's both Like how the routes are are set up, are not the biggest yak guys in the world. I think Diggs definitely can. It's also the aggressive nature of the quarterback, too. He's going to throw balls into a tight window Mm -hmm. that will typically get someone tackled immediately. Absolutely. But it's for 25 yards on a first down. Absolutely. I'm not going to trade that part of the game from Josh Allen at all, but it will help to have a guy like that because Cole Beasley, he was a king at getting open and giving Allen those tight window throws that, guess what, it's nine yards, it's going to move the chains on third down, but it's going to be dart and it's that, that's it, we're done. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's truly the one negative thing of Cole Beasley as a player when he was here. I mean, he's great for Josh and the offense to really take that next step, but there was never that second level. You very rarely saw Cole Beasley grab a five-yard out and turn that into 15, 20 yards. It very rarely happened. It was five yards, and he'd dive forward for like a total of seven. And But it would it would get you that first down. It would be, yes. His biggest strength was a chain mover and a drive continuer. And against the Chiefs in that playoff game, that was huge. That was huge, Davis yeah. was making those plays, too. It was just... The thing was, like, when they recaptured the lead for the last time and then blew it, um, but we won't talk about what happened after that, but that last drive, they had critical downs. They had critical plays that they had to make throughout that entire drive that were not talked about because of the fact that if that drive does not continue, we don't get Gabe Davis's fourth touchdown of the night. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that had to go right there, but I think they're, they're, they're finding themselves in a really good spot of, of guys they've drafted, of really bringing them up, and then they can just kind of fill – these roles again. I mean, Davis is is now for the first time in his career going to have a legitimate like spot that he is coming into camp with. Both his rookie season and his second season, he both had to deal with. You know, rookie season was John Brown. He was you know great his first year in Buffalo. So of course he's just going to mash you know with with Stephon Diggs. His second year, the team goes up and picks Emmanuel Sanders, and Davis again is sort of fighting for that third wide receiver spot. Now it's his. It's you know it's it's Diggs number one and you're number two. And there's a genuine feeling, I think, amongst most NFL fans, I mean just Bills fans, that Gabriel Davis is going to be a pop sort of guy. I won't be surprised if for the first month of the season, especially if he is doing well, he gets early Pro Bowl talks, you know, early talks of, you know, the uh, you know, the best pop receiver this year that, you know, it, you know, and he all of a sudden does start getting put into categories, not necessarily the Justin Jeffersons and, you know, stuff like that and the Jamar Chases, but his early, you know, success in in the limited reps he had will start coming up more and more. I mean, he had seven touchdowns his rookie year, six his second year, but the same amount of targets and catches. Now he's going to go into you know a season where he may get 100 targets and like 75, 80 catches, something along those lines. He's only, I think, I think his max catch count is 35 in a season. So you could really see a big jump in Gabriel Davis' production this year, and I'm excited to see that. But there has to be somebody below Diggs and Davis 
as that third outside guy because there's a lot of times that the Bills run four or five wide, but it can't be two, three slot guys. It can't be that. It's going to be interesting to see, and we're going to break down this and more. Uh, we'll have Greg Thompson on at one thirty. We're kind of behind because I pulled straight up stuff there, but hey, don't forget Nate and Joe are out at training camp, right? Right, Zach? They're going to be. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. And coverage of Bill's training camp on WGR is brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys, by New York only outlet Liquored. When you need to stock up, it's the best place to buy a case. What's your outlet? And by Northtown Kia, the number one certified pre-owned Kia dealer in the eastern region. Shop NorthtownKia.com. I'm glad I'm not in the producer's chair anymore because now I'd be a bit of a hypocrite if this was the case. Because when I was where Zach was for Saturdays and Nate would pull this stuff routinely and we do the 30 to 40 second last hour thing, um, I even made a I even made an open about the 1250 segment not existing. And here we are again. It's the 1250 segment and we got to go back to break. But um, we got a little bit of playroom here. Yeah, I mean, you got a little bit of time. Yeah, it's it's more or less. So end of the first hour we did some nerd stuff and guess what and then the second hour we're gonna do that again because while i was talking to joe uh from san diego comic-con uh there's an avatar movie coming out in 2024 from the last airbender not from james cameron we already know that one's coming out not in 2024 is it 2023 that's coming out or is it 22 i'm not sure i don't know you can't literally produce it or make a sequel like 12 years after the original like i'm not gonna see it <laughs> and then it's like and he's like oh well People will remember the characters. No, I won't. Certainly won't. No. I did not watch a movie for the characters. It just no. looked really, really good in 2008. It looked, it looked really neat. Yeah. And now it looks like the same thing. It looks neat. Yeah. It's going to look neat. I'm not paying money to make it look neat. I need a reason to go. Yeah. Kind of like typically. this. Uh, I'm very intrigued about an Avatar movie for The Last Airbender. That is not the live action thing that nobody talks about. I don't know what you're talking about. That did not exist. Well, it's a war crime, so. I don't know. I don't, I'm I'm a big person that, like, if it started as an animation, <laughs> if you make a live action you gotta remake kill or reboot, it. I hate you. On principle, I don't like you. Yes, but also, like, there are times where it could work. It's just, you have to crush it. Well, and also not pronounce, you know, characters' names wrong. That's a great, that's a great place to start. That's a great place to start. Is to not completely mispronounce people's names. Mm-hmm. From a beloved TV show, but exactly. That's, you know, that's, me. that's neither here nor there. Um, anyway, time to go. Uh, but our three coming back at you with some more Bills talk as we look into more of the camp battles, more of who is going to be on the watch list for training camp as it begins tomorrow. And Greg Thompson, cover one, he'll be with us at one thirty. So let's get at it on the lines eight zero three zero five fifty. For the next segment here, Derek Kramer, Zach Jones. This is Sports Talk Saturday. Let's kick it for another hour on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.